everybody, and welcome to the Energetic Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa LaFera, an astrologer, tarot consultant, all-around creative from sunny San Diego, California. And this is the 126th episode of the podcast, airing December 29th, 2021. Now, in this episode, I'm delighted to welcome back my special guest, Sol Jonasson, who's going to join me in a conversation on Jupiter and Pisces. Now, Sol and I dive into one of the most anticipated planetary transits of 2022, and we reflect on Jupiter's journey in Aquarius first, and how the transference of that energy, which occurred simultaneously with an ongoing worldwide pandemic, plays into the manifestations of Jupiter moving into the mutable waters of its nighttime domicile. Now, in a stream of consciousness type of setting, we ruminate on the many prospects that forward-reaching and abundant Jupiter may bring to the collective table, while also honoring the high side and the potential pitfalls of this transit. We also take on the Jupiter-Neptune Grand Conjunction, while Sol shares observations on historical figures that have made their mark with this energetic signature in their natal charts. Enjoy it while it lasts, because Jupiter's Piscean transit is only here for a short while, with the great benefic moving so fast through the fish's sign that if you blink, you just might miss it. Now, just a little heads up for those of you who like looking at charts and also our lovely faces, there will be a YouTube version of this podcast uh, for you to partake in as well. And if you would like to show support for this broadcast, feel free to leave a tip or to book a personal consultation over at energeticprinciples.com. And you can also sign up for my monthly transit newsletter, The Heavenly Wind There, while you're uh, visiting the site. Now, just one quick note before we get started here, I want to mention that my dear friend Spencer Michaud is doing another three-part series on the decans of winter. And so on Saturday, January 15th at 1 p.m. Eastern, he will be doing his integrative divination workshop on the decans of Capricorn, which will be a two and a half hour interactive online workshop, which will have all types of information with the tarot, esoteric meanings, fixed stars. Stars, the the decans, the diamonds, all the juicy bits of Capricorn. And he'll be doing one for Aquarius and one for Pisces as well. So if you want to sign up for that webinar or get the three-part bundle, you can do so in the link to uh, his website, which I'll have in the description of this podcast. But most importantly, if you do sign up, you're going to want to use my code EP20, which will get you 20% off either option. So definitely check him out. All right. So who is ready to hear all about 2022's Jupiter in Pisces transit? Here we go. Now let's meet our guest. All right. I am so happy to welcome back to the program. We have Sol Jonasson with us here again. Thanks for joining me, Sol. Oh, it's a pleasure, especially now with all these intense and interesting uh, astrological cycles that we are both moving out of and moving into. So it's um, it's quite a time we live in. It is. And when I think about the last time Sol was on the program, it was actually, we were talking about prepping for Saturn-Pluto. That was our topic. <laughs> and so, and here we are like, I know. <laughs> yeah, the preppers, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it's well, kind of funny. here we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. That turned out to be, um, you know, I was sort of thinking, oh, dear Lord, Saturn, 
Pluto. It's it's a it's a aspect associated with the world wars. So I was prepping for World War Three. <laughs> I didn't know I needed so many, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> that was the thing we had to stock up on masks. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Like, prep for World War Three masks. So yeah. yeah, it's been it's been intense, and I can really feel that humanity is is you know we're working on our psyche here now really hard. We need some hope. We need some spring. We need some sunlight. We need some just something that's not COVID. Yeah. So yeah. Amen to that. And amen. I mean, that's what, <laughs> that's what we're here to talk about today, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, associated with that, but the episode mm. is on Jupiter moving into Pisces, which a lot of people want to, you know, associate with the idea of the coming of spring of, of sorts, mm. with, you know, coming out of these times and looking for that hope that comes with, with Jupiter, uh, and with Pisces too. Um, and but part of us are like, do are do we just have these rose-colored glasses that are thinking this is going to fit every problem that we have? You know, Jupiter moving to Pisces. But um, I'm excited to pick Soul's brain about it and talk about it more. Um, but before we get started, just in case you're not familiar with who she is or her work, uh, Soul, share a little bit about yourself first. Yeah, I'm a, a full-blown astrology geek who was given my first lectures by my Jupiterian father who's an Aries, and uh, it, it just lit a fire in me that never, never extinguishes. I always return to astrology and uh, astronomy, you know, and um, watching the sky is just like coming home to me. I had, um, I was reminded yesterday of my incredible love for astrology by going out and watching the triple conjunction of Venus you know, laying there close mm. to the horizon and then Saturn a little bit further up and then Jupiter hovering high above. And I was just stunned of the beauty. And it sort of opened up an understanding that we live in this cosmological family neighborhood. It's our parents in the sky. It's our, mm. in, you know, it's it's been informing us since forever. So I keep reconnecting with it and it never dies this flame. So, uh, yeah. So I, I live in Bergen, Norway, which is on the West coast of Norway. And I keep an astrological practice where I meet people, uh, both through Skype and through my lecture work and through my educational work and not just in Norway, but all over the world. So I've been extremely blessed to have that opportunity to work with lots of different cultures and meet different people from all around the world, including you, Melissa. Yes. yes. That's not Jupiter. I don't know what is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm born with Sun-Jupiter conjunction. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take up a lot of space. I do. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I have the Mercury Jupiter conjunction. So my my words you take talk up a lot. A lot. Of space. I do. I do. Yeah. Talk a lot. That is absolutely the truth. Um, that's funny. Oh, but I I feel you on looking at that alignment in the sky. Um mm. I it, it just happens to keep lining up at this time of year where I can see it uh almost every night at out of my bedroom window oh, when, dear Lord, when, when this yeah Ooh. when the sunset when the sun sets 
And they're just, and you know, well, Venus is getting closer and closer now. Um, so it wasn't so much the case maybe yesterday, but about a week or two ago, there was a nice solid period where, hmm. you know, once the sun set, if I just went to my bedroom, uh, South facing window, I would see the three of them all aligned and it is really hmm. magnificent to view, especially when the moon was moving over that point too, mm, and kind of mm. leading the charge. And I tried to take the best pictures I could, but you know, it's more of an experiential, like, Oh, look at the magnitude of those, you know, planets. And obviously us being planetary geeks as we are, you know, we mm. attribute much more to seeing that alignment than maybe someone being like, Oh, how cool the planets are in the sky. Like we understand mm. more so what that I don't know. Maybe not even, I'm not even thinking about it. It's like an intuitive feeling that comes in where I'm like, oh, I feel the power <laughs> of this lineup. And especially at this moment in time. So I mm. resonate with that. But, yeah, I had a, a real close encounter with the consciousness of the planets when I was looking at it, because we, we struggle a little bit with uh, cloudy weather here in Bagan. It's a mm. rainy city. So I've only seen Venus retrograde, you know, Venus on the night sky, I think three or four times. And every time I'm like, oh, oh and then I started crying a little bit. Oh, she's so beautiful. You know? <laughs> He's so beautiful. But, <laughs> but um, uh, the day before yesterday, we went to the mountain and we saw it from above. Like you could just look straight into it. And it reminded me... Um, it sort of made everything real. The connection we have with cosmos, the consciousness, the dimension of consciousness, that's that's what it is for me. It's like informing us all the time. You know, Jupiter with its wisdom and its teacher and, you know, Saturn with its organization and its structure. And it, it's like an informant, you know, informing us about, okay, do this, do that, don't do that, do this. That's a good thing to do, you know, like almost like parents, yeah? So if yeah. you just look to the sky, I don't know whether or not we just mirror or project our consciousness into it. It's hard to tell, but it's a co-creative thing, I think. You know, me meeting cosmos, cosmos meeting me in a way. So that was amazing to watch. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So look up, look up now because this, you know, we're down to like just a few days before uh, that whole you know, viewing party. Will, oh yeah. Will break yeah. Up a little it's bit. over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So get in there. And I think Jupiter is going into Pisces actually tomorrow. And it's uh, so we are recording this. When are we recording this? December 28th Jeez. on Tuesday. And you know, what's funny soul is when I, uh, just looked at the chart right before I got on the call with you, uh, Jupiter mm -hmm. was at zero degrees of Pisces on the ascendant, uh, on the ascendant. Or not, not sorry, Jupiter's not at zero degrees. The ascendant of where I am is at zero degrees, and Jupiter ah, uh, is right conjunct there. it. And then uh, the moon is actually on um, its way to trine uh, as well. So I'll share my screen here if you're watching this on, uh, on YouTube. But um, yeah, so we're talking about Jupiter in the last throes of <laughs> Jupiter mm -hmm. being in Aquarius uh, with the moon trining in. Um, and yeah, I so I thought it was interesting. It just happened to work out because we were supposed to record a few days earlier and then, you know, things got in the way, which are totally fine. And this is the right moment. It seemed like uh, kind mm, of a perfect alignment. Like a, yeah, 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 seemed like a good moment. Uh, 
even at these 29th degrees, like wrapping up something, it's feeling extremely like, okay, we're wrapping up something. Uh, Jupiter is not coming back to Aquarius in another 12 years. So it's finishing off that year uh, that it spent in Aquarius and it's been quite a year. Do you, <laughs> I, I, before we go on to the Jupiter and Pisces, do you have any thoughts on the Aquarius transit or anything you just noticed or comes to mind? Well, yeah, Aquarius is um, in many ways the mindsets of the collective, right? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 um, we are moving through some extremely um, intense times where we are reminded that we are all in this together. And so uh, I think there's, uh, in particular, the Aquarius um, vibe to it. It has a lot of Saturn is there too, of course, and that's um, you know the surveillance. Um, you know, the society, what's the, the, the beliefs, what we believe in, what we don't believe in, the group work, our group consciousness. We found our, um, uh, we found our peers, but we also saw during this year that it's, it's been the ruler of the South Node, right? True. So we also saw during this year that a lot of groups opposed each other. Like this group believes in this and that group over here believes in that. So this group consciousness is not working uh, in a synthesis. It's working more, they want to kill each other in a way. You know, <laughs> we, I want to kill you with my knowledge. Well, I'm going to slash you back with mine, you know? Mm. And um, uh, yeah, I think a lot of, you know, there's been a high, high um, degree of higher knowledge as well coming in with science and uh, understanding of the illness and disease and the body and what to do. And it's, you know, like that kind of intel coming to us. So I think uh, a lot of people uh, have learned a lot. Right. And uh, oh, yeah, I think we, we are really learning. It's like, oh, Dude, I didn't know that, you know, and now you know. So it's been an enlightening time, even though you cannot, it doesn't seem like that at first glance. You know, we are more embedded in this fear uh, of Armageddon that keeps rising in our consciousness all the time. But what I think has been extremely, I had COVID, by the way. Mm. And what I found was, uh, I call it a flu with the psychosis on top. Mm. Because there's such a level of consciousness. I had to deal with a lot of collective consciousness with it. Interesting. Yeah, it's like, oh, dear Lord, everything that's written about it, every story read, there's like an anxiety level to it. Yeah. It's uh, so strange. It's like, because I had the flu before and that was hard, hard. Flu is hard on your body. You know, you can get really, really sick. So, uh, but this, I've never worried about it before, you know, Yeah, I was never up like, oh, I'm going to die, you know, but this time I'm like, oh dear Lord, I registered everything I read about COVID in my mind and now it's all coming up. It's rising in my consciousness and I have to deal with my mother going crazy and this kind of thing, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, that's not making it easier, you know? Yeah. So there's like a, a high level of, um, very intense neurological energy that comes in with Aquarius. Aquarius is, it runs the, uh, in medicinal astrology, it's the nervous system. Nervous system. Yes. COVID aims at the nervous system. It's a very, 
there's a consciousness attached to it in a way. Mm. I might sound completely ludicrous when I no, say this. No, it that makes so my, much sense. Yeah, yeah. It, we, whether you have it or not, we all have it. You see, that's it. That's it. Because now we're in this together in this global village and we all have it, even if we don't get it physically. I mean, it's not visiting yeah. our bodies, right? It's a but disease anyway, of humanity. Yeah, because, you know, I just say humanity's got the flu. Yeah. You know, we've, we are all sneezing at the same time in a way. <laughs> Maybe it's doing something to the orb. It's wobbling us out of orb. <laughs> oh, man, that, that makes so much sense uh, to me. I mean, I have uh, luckily not received the gift of COVID, but I think that I think you're absolutely right about that because when has there been, I mean, maybe in the past with certain uh, diseases that mankind has had to get through that were perilous in their own journey, but you're right about the consciousness that's attached to it too, because mm-hmm. it's not just getting sick. It's everything. Yeah. Like everything that you've read, everything, everything your friends else. have said, and, and not even that it's just the overall anxiety and energy Mm -hmm. of just being connected Mm -hmm. to everything that you could feel, even if you weren't trying to mentally process that in a conscious space, it's an unconscious energy as well, because it is literally on almost everyone's mind to some extent. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just permeates. So Mm -hmm. I I get that. And, and now we're so connected. We see now, you know, I wrote an article in 2019, actually about Saturn in Aquarius transit. And uh, what really, uh, you know, stood out for me was that we, you know, I, I, I used as, as one of the structures of that article, which is a pretty long article, and uh, uh, the internet and, you know, the first Saturn return of the internet, you know, in a way that, you know, sort of, I mean, it's older, but we've been yeah. living with the internet, basically a Saturn cycle already, where it's pretty much mainstream or everybody had access to it. And the last couple of years, this energy has just spun so quickly. We are like online everywhere. We are just feeding our brains information all the time. And there's healthy aspects to it, but there's also extremely unhealthy aspects to that. So be careful what you read. Be careful what you take in. It, it matters. It really, really matters. And this this um how can you say almost a scrolling where you are not where you're semi-awake you're scrolling to your phone you're picking up your phone first thing in the morning (laughs) information in your brain so uh, that's that's been on my mind (laughs) yeah no i feel you it's like almost like dead scrolling where you're like you're you know you're you're half there you're half not what are you taking in it's dissipating your ability to even um have uh, an attention span anymore because our attention spans are just like dissipating at a rapid speed where, you know, just don't have time. It's almost, it's, it's, it has a paradoxical energy to it because it's like, we're taking in all this information yet at the same time, so much is coming at us that we have somehow gotten further away from even processing information Mm, to fully understand it, you know? We don't take time to process. We just read the headlines, for instance. No, I made up my opinion. You know, South Node in Sagittarius, I have opinions, you see, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Never mind checking the backstory, you know. Uh, We don't have time. There's this intense, like, (gasps) this kind of haste inside humanity for the time being. 
And I think we're all a little exhausted by it. That's what I think, you know, and I think um, we can become extremely reactive by not getting a conscious relationship to what we serve our eyes in the morning or in the mm-hmm. evening or how much, you know, I've been so hard with my parents. It's like, don't watch the news four times a day. You're going to stress yourself out. You're not going to be able to solve the world problems by watching it four times and just repeating and repeating and repeating. So I think one thing that the media has done wrong is that it's been unfortunately using its power in a way that I think we will discuss in the future. How do Mm. we encourage people to become strong? Is that what we want? You know, it's a very valid question, I think. Do we want them to be weak? Do we want them to be scared? And I'm not saying you shouldn't be scared of COVID. It's a disease. It's hard for your body. You don't want it, right? It's not something you want. It's like, okay, three weeks later, you're like, you know. But still... (laughs) This added psychosis on top doesn't help, you know, it's like, so there. So I've been interested when Jupiter uh, goes into Pisces because, you know, it's already been there once. It was in May, 12th of May, I think it ingressed. And uh, it coincided with the drop of the BTC, the Bitcoin. It just, boom, immediately Jupiter entered Pisces, boom, the Bitcoin was devaluated. Not so much, but it caused a real shake in the crypto market. So um, that was the thing I remembered the most, but I was curious about mutation Mm. because it's uh, the mutable signs. I'm hoping, you know, that something will change when the nodes shifts away from the mutable signs. Uh, We will still have to live with uh, Neptune in Pisces for quite a few years. And this year also, and thankfully for not such a long time, Jupiter will jog through Pisces. Let's just say it's like he's jogging through. I know, it's just cruising. (laughs) Yeah, cruising. Then May, he's already out. Ciao, you know, (laughs) jumping on the scooter and going through Aries instead. But... I've been curious about the mutations with this one, you know. Um, now we have this new variety and and traveling is still, you know, now we're probably looking at a new set of travel restrictions uh, globally. Um, at least it's going to be more difficult to uh, move move around freely. And um, so I've been I'm a bit curious because uh, the most viruses, you know, there's like um, I'm so strange that I studied the bubonic plague. This is something that I could yeah I had to know the astrology yeah. of the bubonic. Not strange plague. to me. I'm all <laughs> that sounds like a delightful <laughs> research. Morbid much? Yeah, slightly. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it lasted about four years. So it's like a world war, basically four years, five years. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, what happens with the virus in that time? What, the faster it spreads, the less, you know, uh, potent it becomes. Yeah, because, yeah, there's... So the, hopefully, the, fingers crossed, it will mutate into a milder form. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, and, there, and there's a lot of people thinking right now that the new version uh, is... Yes, more contagious, but uh, not as not as mm. devastating 
to the system. Like maybe, yeah, it does. It is much easier to get, but maybe the effects will lessen a little bit. I mean, you still be sick as a dog probably, but not in the sense where you're going to see as many people in the hospital or, you know, because I, I don't know there, it feels like that's the nice thing about mutable signs too, is it has the mutation of it, but it also, because of the mutation, it has that transitionary energy that helps to mm. deconcentrate it mm. as the, you know, the fixed signs concentrate something so much and the mutable yeah, yeah, yeah. will keep it there, but it will be a, you know, a, a shift that comes with that. Yeah, so I'm sensing you are looking really much forward to this uh, <laughs> in Pisces thing. You're like, yay, Jupiter in oh, Pisces. <laughs> you know, I'll 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 take it. I, I mean, for me, that's my fifth house, so I'll I'll take it just in general because oh, I'm like, dear Lord. you got to give me something. You know, right? Come on, Jupiter, like. Just, come on. just but, a uh, little bit of world fame. Come on, man. Just, you know, just, just, just a little, just a taste. Come on. I hope um, so too for you. Yes. Yeah. But you know, just having <laughs> Jupiter out from under Saturn's domain, basically, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, well, you know, true. depending on if you're looking at traditional rulerships, um, yeah, yeah. it, it, it just, it does feel a little bit. Mm, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> light, light, lighter. It's like, Ew. yeah, it's, and maybe it's, it, maybe it's not even that everything is like just immediately lighter either. It's just that something happens to where it's just a little bit more. Okay. You know, <laughs> like maybe you can make peace with it in a sense or come oh, to. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I love that because I think, you know, for me, if you just look at Jupiter in Pisces, clean cut, just Jupiter in Pisces. It has a lot to do with what to believe in, right? Mm-hmm. What is truth? What is truth? Truth in, a, you know, and both, you know, pertaining only to you as an individual, you know, what do you believe in? I mean, for instance, people who have a Jupiter in Pisces or a Jupiter-Neptune conjunction or a square or an opposition um, normally come have a, a lot of faith in something. It's like, yes, that's, you know, intuition is just like, mm, oh, dude, you know, we're going to be more sensitive and more intuitive in this period. And then we're like, having these intuitive glimpses of something that is more abstract, which is the intuition. It doesn't, it comes like super quick and it's abstracts, you know, like, oh, you have to listen to get it, but it's, it can also take the form of a vision. So people, for instance, like us who believe in astrology and use astrology every day, you know, um, and people who have that in their charts normally go through in like this, this kind of like, uh, is, uh, is this an illusion? Is this real, real? You know, is it, it like you question your belief because the path in Pisces is from illusion to truth. Yeah. Wow. That's, so, yeah, I have, <laughs> yeah, I have Jupiter trying Neptune in my chart. So I, ah, I feel, do, yeah. I, I yeah, feel yeah. that, uh, I definitely feel that it, it does have a very visionary energy. It has that, um, I mean, the intuition can just be right on and very, and very in, inspiring in a way too, because I have it in fire signs, but, um, but like you said, like, am I, am I looking at something that could be truth? Am I, lo- you know, am I faithful in something that has a reason to warrant my faith, you know? And sometimes mm-hmm. that's the, <laughs> that could be the crux that comes with it. Yeah. You know, like, because surrender is part of Pisces. You surrender to what do you surrender to? Like a, a, a crazy guru or to somebody who's holding the truth? Yeah. 
right? So we always have to question our devotion in a way. What do you mm. get devoted to? Because when you devote time, energy, you invest all your resources into something that you're devoted to, sooner or later you come to this realization that you have to question whether or not it is based on truth or in, on illusion. Same with love, same with relationships, uh, same with, you know, any type of belief system, any, anywhere, you know? So the Papa in the sky, Jupiter is just telling us, you know, uh, we got to have faith, right? And that's the beauty of Jupiter is like, you got to have faith. You got to keep the light shining, even at the darkest hour, right? But what do you believe in, Right. Is that bringing you faith or is it dragging you down? Is it making you stronger? It's like a relationship. If a relationship makes you stronger, stay. If it makes you weaker, uh, question. There, you know, you have to ask some questions. <laughs> some questions. <laughs> you, just, you have to question the, the energy between you and that other person. What's not truth in it? What's based on illusion? What's the ideals that are not working anymore? Right. Yeah. So so we're really going to go through, you know, uh, got to look a little bit at our ideals, what we believe in, you know, uh, do we have faith? Maybe a lot of people will feel that shadowy aspect of, of Jupiter in Pisces. You know? it, and that's, it brings up an interesting point in relation to thinking of these signs as collective signs and how Jupiter, when it gets to the point where it moves through Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius and then Pisces, it goes through more of this collective world energy mm. and how mm. it starts off with the Jupiter component, gets a double Saturn and then comes back to Jupiter. Um, mm. yeah, and, yeah. and it's, you know, cause we all are questioning what we have faith in as a, you know, as a society, as humans, you know, what, what we believe in are our beliefs aligned. They've always been different, but when we come up against something collectively, how mm. do we, you know, twist that so that we are advanced? Cause ultimately we are advancing together. Like the Jupiterian aspect becomes an advancement that is beyond the individual. Uh, it obviously always has the individual component because the individual makes up the collective, but uh, the overall arching of think of the, the wisdom extracted or the lessons that could come through it and the advancement is more of that collective space. So it's interesting just to think about like, and even maybe track those kind of four year cycles where it goes and what, what does humanity and, and you know, go through mm. and learn and, and gain uh, each time that four year cycle kind of comes around. Well, uh, I'm sorry. I, I wanted to put a, find a little, because I did a little like, okay, so, you know, I used to live with a guy who had Jupiter in Pisces for eight years mm -hmm. and I really got to see his, intuition at work he had like the most magnificent intuition he's like he could sit like it was like you can almost see his higher mind going to some sort of theater he's like hmm, like he's like observing <laughs> thoughts and cha channeling something right Pisces is about channeling something mm -hmm. um so it, it's not surprising that it's present in the charts of extremely you know uh important figures like Kepler, he had yeah. Jupiter in Pisces, uh, Darwin had Jupiter in mm. Pisces, Freud had Jupiter in Pisces. It's not like tiny little people who had nothing, you know, they sort of boom, did that to human evolution and world history. They changed a lot 
around the way we're thinking and the yes. way we are understanding things. So that's how the scientific mind of Jupiter in Pisces can work. It's really interesting because you, you can fuse that intuition into a rational field, like with the scientists, you know, observing data. Yeah, really and it's having a- wide perspective like Darwin did. Yeah. And and it's interesting to think about too, how those characters, it's not only changing the way we think it's, it's adding to how we think because they're introducing something to us that is expanding upon what we already know, which is essentially one of Jupiter's roles there. It's adding to the pot. It's bringing us something new and, and people can have a, a difficult time with that at sometimes because it's like, Oh, what is this new business? Like what am, what am I having to integrate? You know, the sun, the sun moves around the earth, right? You know, <laughs> like these types of things where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now we're was, introducing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for instance, with Darwin as well, you know, it took a lot of time before they accepted his theories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like something that he just introduced and then the world mind accepted it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes so much no. sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I had another one. Yeah, Florence Nightingale as well had uh, Jupiter in Pisces. And I think that was also interesting. She was like this uh, number one nurse on Earth. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, you know, there you see the generosity and the, the, the compassion, the compassion of Jupiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, she, I mean, she stands for, for every human being on earth today who knows a little bit of history and you don't have to know a lot of history before you run into her name. And she stands like this, almost like this saint, you know, Saint Florence, you know, for yeah. me, that's always like the saintly energy. So maybe we're getting in touch with some saintly energies and some divine energies. And, you know, a lot of the dreamers and the visionaries around the world will be, will have magnificent time with this one. Maybe see things more, maybe understand more of our interconnectedness between the higher and the earthly realms. Hopefully, you know. Yeah, no, that makes total sense to me as a dreamer, as a a dreamer. I'm looking forward to it when it comes to just connecting with, um, you know, just having greater access to that space and, and having greater access for everyone, because, you know, some people have like the examples that you put forth, it's some people have that just innately with them. And that's just something mm. that they can tap into, but having it as a collective transit that we all are going to experience, we all have the ability in some way, shape or form to, to tap into that. Um, but we're uh, going to be more sensitive for sure. Yes. That's what I think is like, yes. it's really increasing our sensitivity and, and, you know, a mind like for instance, Tolkien, he also had Jupiter in Pisces. You know, just that sensitivity on its own, how he could pull down the archetypes and create a whole new mythology with his work and, and stuff like that. You know, it's fascinating, but you have to have a certain kind of uh, mind for uh, metaphors and symbolism and, you know, being able to kind of travel in those dimensions. So I think people who really spent a lot of work developing their psychic skills is they're going to, you know, <laughs> evolve a lot this year. 
going to blast sure. off into the Pisces yeah. realm. <laughs> with- <laughs> I can see now. <laughs> I, get, I get it. I have transcended. I am enlightened. No. Um, but, you know, but we will just be just that much more. You know, there is not, uh, there is, I, I feel like Jupiter doesn't have a cap, right? That's like the, the whole purpose of it is it doesn't have a limit when it's doing its own thing. And so it's, well, not something to, (laughs) something. that's another point with Jupiter. It's like, Hey, your booze intake, maybe you should calm down a little bit, you know, because that's the other side of like, I have no limits, you know? So a lot of people will probably find their credit account go, you know, money, 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 George, dear Lord, you have to balance your budget and whatnot, especially looking at the chart you pulled up. Now you have a Jupiter square, the nodal axis as well. Yeah. So, That's super interesting. You know, I think it pertains pertains a little bit to this uh, insecurity around traveling for the time being. Yes, and well, and just the 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 literal delays and cancellations, and um, you know, yeah. like it's it's not even just the insecurity around. It. It's like not even being able to because there's been so many um, flights that have been canceled for uh, around the holidays. I mean, Venus, Pluto, Mercury's not helping that out. But uh, even when I think here we have, um, there has been immense snow in Northern California and in Nevada and all on the West coast. And it has, it's more yeah. snow than it's been yeah, in the yeah, last yeah. 50 years. People mm. can't travel. Like you're literally grounded in a sense. And, um, and I, what I find interesting about, uh, the whole, uh, Jupiter squaring the nodes and I don't know, Sol, do you tend to look at the true node or the mean node, which is your go-to? I'm looking at the mean nodes. No, the so, true nodes. I'm sorry. True nodes. Yeah. Always true nodes. Yeah. Uh, and s- I like, I like the wobbling. but it's that's such an interesting placement especially if you like to do astrological research right now because with the mean nodes they've already moved into Ah. um taurus and uh, scorpio so the jupiter square to the nodes is happening in the fixed signs at the end of fixed signs Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. mean calculation and by true calculation will happen at the you know beginning of the mutable signs and um I have to say, you know, getting jammed up in a fixed T-square with the means, it was very apropos, but I'm curious what around January 3rd, um, when Jupiter makes its square to the true nodes, how that will manifest. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that or observations or just Jupiter squaring the nodes in general, but I found it interesting. Yeah. When I, being an evolutionary astrologer, you know, we yeah. are very fixed in on the nodes and, um, there are some different theories about, especially planets squaring the nodal axis. If you go by the JV uh, Green method, it's um, uh, it's a principle that's not been probably addressed in previous lifetimes. So it's kind of like lingering. It's like a skipped step, they call it. It's like that's something that you haven't dealt with properly. So it brings in a lot of evolutionary tension to that planetary principle. So you really got to work on it. Right. So you can say that, let's say you have a person born with this, it it might, that person might have to deal with a little bit of uh, self-discipline issues when it comes to excess you know, it could be extremely restless and freedom loving and not knowing when to stop, you know, Jupiter has that 
I don't know where the breaks are problem. It's like, you know, I want to eat that cake and um, I'll top it off with that one over there. So you have obesity and you have all kinds of um, conditions pertaining to lack of boundary and lack of self-discipline with this one. So if we look at it collectively, right? This mm-hmm. can be a time where people go a little crazy, you know, with their like, it's, I would just suggest or advise people to stay a little bit off the Internet. You know, people have opinions. We're going to see them coming through. Yeah. And you might also have like <laughs> some sort of uh, uh prophetic somebody coming with some prophecies or like wait you know this is what i think is going to happen in the future and you know you can have there's a slight madness in it i think you mm. know because it's accentuating the ac- excess of it it's like it's so excessive and um, so and it doesn't get any help from uh, from Saturn, Uranus. I know. Square, well, that's, that's the question at that point. It's like you want Saturn back. You know, like you're like I never thought. I yeah, want yeah, Saturn we need some back, Saturn. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe maybe not so bad. Um. Well, I have Saturn on the South Node and Sun Jupiter conjunction. Thank you, Saturn on the South Node, for you know, um, for the upbringing for Mm -hmm. the structure, for the containment. You know, there's good and bad with that one too. You know, Saturn can be extremely suppressive, right? So that is something you have to deal with when you have a very strong energy. Sometimes people can come in and suppress you or shame you or whatever, you know, those things. But when it works well, it sort of gets me up in bed, you know, structure, routine, manifestation, form. With Jupiter, it's very easy. It's like blah, 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 and then nothing happens. Mm. Yeah. So it, it can have a big mouth problem. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sell the fur before the, you know, before you slay the animal. That's the thing yeah. we say very often in, in Norway. It's a kind of thing. I think about the, uh, you write a check, your butt can't cash. (laughs) (laughs) Another, another, uh, I feel like that's a Southern one, Um, but but it's like, like over delivering or, you know, promising to over deliver before you've even like secured Mm. what's necessary to fulfill what you have. Uh, so yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturn is like action speaks louder than words kind of principle, right? Yeah. yeah show me. Show, show me, me the results. So like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah, when I see it. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll see it when I believe or I'll believe it when yeah, I see it type I see of it. thing. And right, and right now Saturn is just, it's like the structures of Saturn. It's, it's for me, the image that comes is this brick wall that is where the, the, the cement that keeps the brick together is about to kind of like disintegrate. So mm. the wall is not so, it's like, it's something is coming down that previously uh, was out. You, you see what happens in society as well. We're changing rules all the time and it's not the structures that we were used to. We're having new structures, new laws, new things we have to take into consideration. So the old one is kind of withering a little bit. And that's why I think, you know, right now it's, it's hard for us to, 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 restrain Jupiter when it comes into Pisces. So 
from a mental health perspective, you know, don't go too far in your speculations. Don't let, I mean, question your intuition a little bit. You know, is it a projection of your subconscious fear, right? Is, are we projecting fear onto life or is it a, a pure, you know, gift from the gods or the angels or whatever, you know, realm you're surfing? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's like I recently read, and I think it was a probably like a prep for uh, Jupiter in Pisces. Uh, it was uh, Doors of Perception by Aldous Huxley, mm-hmm. and he he's inspired by William Blake. And um, uh, William Blake talked about the Doors of Perception, the need for them to be clean. Mm. That's the word he is. You're, gotta clean your mind you've got to clean your perception if you project your own um uh this this happens a lot in Sagittarius if you project your own opinions onto something and or your belief system onto something you might not perceive the truth you might kind of like shoehorn it into your version of truth the preferred truth Mm. But with Jupiter in Pisces, this is naked, raw, but naked truth. It's unquestionable. It's from nature itself. It is what it is. So if we can find an acceptance for, well, it is what it is, you know, right now it is like this. We can flow through this without um, without uh, using too much energy being scared. The I like the wor- word flow that comes mm-hmm. through this because I mean, we're talking about mutable water here. Uh, if there's mm-hmm. any, if there's going to be some sort of cascading mm-hmm. flow, it seems very Jupiter and Pisces and it makes me, so wh- what do you think soul about just the water component? I know we've talked about intuition and we've talked, but you know, we think about water being emotional content, um, even like Greek yeah. things coming up with what we've collectively experienced there. And so any, any thoughts on water? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, definitely. If you consider, you know, there's different forms of water, you know, the water in your body, you know, the water of your emotions, and then the collective water where we are all being held. Uh, Jung had a thing for that, you know, collective emotion. And you can see a lot of collective emotion in Pisces. It's like, uh, it's interesting and that that you know that opens up the the, 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 the the whole field of entanglement and whatnot there mm-hmm. you know like telepathy and stuff like that um so for the mystic this is you know it's a it's the it's a journey of mysticism that we can potentially look at right now it's an inward journey it's a yin sign Pisces so it's going inwards and upwards to see and find meaning and the collective uh, emotional field is what is Pisces. So that's the water of Pisces. And I think a lot of people will see and understand the amount of influence uh, the surrounding have on our way of seeing things and perceiving things. You know, if we want to clean the doors of a perception, uh, we have to be so conscious of what we are being given and fed constantly yeah and what we also feel constantly like the the collective feeling will be increased or accentuated or expanded upon like i feel oh did you feel that it was like something we all felt like yesterday i had numerous people saying yesterday was crazy crazy it was great great you know like and i'm like dude i totally agree there was something 
cheat with that day. Something in the energy of the collective was off. And yeah. that would be a psychic way of seeing um, the world, reading these collective fields, right? So uh, I think it's going to um, remind us that we are all in this together and that we influence each other a lot more than we think. Yeah. A lot I, more. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, because Jupiter is known for just bringing us abundance, right? It brings us more of something. And coming mm. out of the Aquarius transit, when we think about the how much mental energy and you're, you know you're talking about what it is you know and projecting what you know on other people and getting to a space of um, you know air being an outward manifesting energy and it being a detached one where a lot of times with air energy it detaches us from the body and the sense or like the senses of like mm. being in yeah. it and there's something to be said about the rush of. Uh, Jupiter going into Pisces and that receptive intaking form that then takes us from where we were growing from mental well-being to emotional well-being and maybe having that, in, mm. like you said, that mm. internal process that's going to come up um, that is going to take us to a totally different space. You know, air is much is, I mean, they have these qualities of both being moist in some way, but mm. um, the detached of air is water is not detached water. is it's, it gets in all the pores. It, it wraps itself around <laughs> everything it touches, you know? Oh, so. You know what I saw when you were speaking now, I got the most beautiful image. Mm. Uh, that we hug each other, you know, like people hugging, like they were just showing oh. compassion to each other, right? Just compassion. You don't have to hug physically. You can hug energetically. You That's can hug true. with your heart. You can hug people. Everybody's struggling these days. Everybody's scared. You know, we just kind of remind ourselves we are living in a global village. I mean, basically, you know, and we all basically want the same things we all need the same things we have primary needs and it's pretty much the same for every human being so i think a little bit of a extending a little bit of compassion i'm sure jupiter will help us doing that instead of this oh yeah you know this kind of like yeah we disagree so what you disagree it's your brother yeah yeah it's your brother, it's, it's your, your friend. It's your, it's your yeah, father, it's, it's your mother. Exactly. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. The, the, Stop the like, hating. The distance, you know, I, I feel like hopefully Jupiter moving out of that, that space, the, like the distance will start to shrink because you'll realize in order to either move forward or just to feel good about life and to feel, you know, happy about yourself, where you're headed, the people you're around, like it's going to promote some sort of closeness. And I mean, that's the whole thing with this pandemic is like that we've been under mm. since it started. It's like, don't get near each other. Don't mm. hug. Don't be, keep it six feet. And, you know, and there's reason, there was reasons for that, of course, but I think sure. it, having that Jupiter uh, move into Pisces, it will, it could be overwhelming because Pisces does have a sense of overwhelm that could come with it, that, you know, you overwhelmingly need some sort of touch or some sort of like emotional mm -hmm. connection with that. Or when it does happen, it can be an overwhelming feeling because you realize how much you mm -hmm. might've missed that or in that lack of connection. Cause Pisces is like one 
one of the most connective energies that I, you know, that is out there, you know, it, mm. I, that's what it does is it wants to connect in any way, shape or form. And when it doesn't have connection, that's when it strays into streams that are, can be mm. unfortunate mm. for it, like addiction and uh, things that, because that's all, we all just want to connect. Um, and we're trying to mm. do that. And obviously substances is not a best way to go about that, but just how can we foster and grow with connection with each other, especially mm. after very trying time uh collectively yeah i you know when you see for instance uh you know aquarius strong in a chart let's say you have the moon in aquarius for instance or you see a person who have a sporting a really strong aquarius uh, signature you might have that isolation detachment problem you know, mm-hmm. I've been, we've been isolating for so long with Jupiter in Aquarius. Yeah. So, but I think also there's like this coldness that came in, this this coldness, this cold energy. And now I think with Jupiter going into Pisces, it feels much more feminine and warm and sharing and uh, caring in a way. So I think we're going to heal a lot of the wounds that came in the you know, aftermath of this pandemic, you know, we were wounded in more than one way. There's been people sitting alone for way too long out there, scared of going out their doors. People who, it, 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 it's just, we have had an increased loneliness on planet earth mm-hmm. the last year, right? And I think now with with Jupiter now coming in, in a sign where, where we might have a little bit more faith that, all right, it's safer, or I can do this, or like, this is okay now, you know, I can expand a little bit, you know, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling more connected to the gods in a way. I can go out into the world with greater faith so I can dare do things again. And that will heal the wounds of fear that comes from, uh, you know, fear of traveling, for instance, I had this thing going up. I really wanted some sun and I would want to go to Mexico to get just with my kids and just have a little, uh, you know, R&R and just mm-hmm. sun. I just need like, oh, just something easy, nothing complicated, nothing, nothing. So while, while I've been planning this in my head, lots of thoughts about, you know, if I travel, can I get back? You know, what yeah. type of trouble can I get into when I travel? We don't want to be stuck in a foreign country away yeah. from our cats. You know, we have to get back home again. So like that was the first, you know, like I had a vision. I was supposed to do this, to go there. And then all the complications, potential complications, potential Saturn. Yeah. So so it's like it's encouraging us to take a risk, a leap of faith, this Jupiter in Pisces. But when it's square, the nodal axis, just make sure (laughs) that you're not being naive about it. Yeah. Well, basically yeah. that is that is mm. another pisces attribute that can come in for sure yeah, and, yeah. And sometimes uh, you also see jupiter very activated in death charts yeah and True. what we see with covid now is that we uh, uh we understand now that people live longer we have a problem with you know, when it comes to taking care of our elders in our society, a lot of people in my country, for instance, are waiting to get into a facility where they can get help. Mm-hmm. There's not enough room for them, right? 
And we're coming to, uh, uh, you know, that's science helped us to live longer in a way. Right. Yeah. So that's also one part of this COVID um, thing that made me think a lot about death. What are our, you know, what is our relationship to death? Of course, we don't like letting anyone we love go. Nobody does. But that's also something that sometimes Jupiter says, you know, we have to let go of this person and we have to let go of this idea. We have to let go of this ideal because it's going to be much better for you after you do that. Yeah. You get this promise of growth when you let go of something. True. That is true. Growth can only come when you let go of that which prevents the growth. And that requires faith. And that oh, the the leap of the leap of faith. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such an interesting. Uh, there's so many directions I could go with that because I mean, obviously, when you even bring up the idea of um, how, but just people that need care. Because he brought up an example uh, yeah. with the, you know, elderly uh, that need a situation, especially as, you know, we are uh, slowly approaching the, well, we're kind of almost there, like with uh, the boomer population basically going, you know, yeah, we're going to have a very sure. large uh, um, elderly population um, that will need care. We think about care with the the hospitals and the systems and being, and what is, you know, that's the thing when a, a mm-hmm. tragedy mm-hmm. strikes and pandemic, uh, you know, like we have to do this to keep the people out of the hospitals. But at the same time, it's also like, okay, well, where's that system broken a system of care? Mm-hmm. And how do we advance that? You know, cause that's once again, Jupiter is like, well, maybe this is not working mm-hmm. and you have to let go of, of this strategy or this style. And we have to, uh, reimagine, re-envision what care looks like for a collective society on many different levels. And, uh, that is you know, so interesting. Uh, you, that just gave me so much, you know, Franklin D Roosevelt who had these mm-hmm. four freedoms, he was born with, what was it? Jupiter in Pisces or Jupiter Neptune conjunction. I'm, I'm a little uncertain which one it was. Anyhow, he wrote these four freedoms, you know, freedom of this, freedom, freedom of need, freedom of want, freedom of speech, freedom of belief, I think it is. And, um, and Florence Nightingale also being, you know, like the, the number one um, uh, nurse on earth. <laughs> So was it Jupiter? Yeah, he has Jupiter and Neptune conjunction in in Taurus. Taurus. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And near Chiron too. It's all, they're yeah. all together, which is interesting. And it squares his sun. He's a sun square Neptune Jupiter kind of guy. And he was the guy who led the United States through the Second World War. So he had intense leader potential. You know, this is like a visionary leader. His ideals were were high, you know? Yeah, he was. A, he had high ideals. They still influence us to this day, and I think as well. Like, think about what you said there with the medical industry, and you know what? Who will emerge into our public, uh, you know, sphere with Jupiter in Pisces? Probably some nurse who comes in and brings in like a Florence Nightingale type of person who says, "We got to do something with this medical system we have." You know, we got to give. You know, this is. You know, we might get these visionaries coming out soon and just showing what they know, right? The the ideals of our society, what they're based on. And for instance, I felt, 
you know, very strong sympathy since I know a lot of people from the United States. I can't imagine what stressful things you had gone through with having to have insurance to get into the hospital. And what if you get (laughs) ill and then you go bankrupt at the same time because you couldn't afford the, the, because of COVID. I mean, I can't imagine why the tension is so strong right now. Yeah. Why we are so tense. It's like, don't you know what you're doing? You know, like aggression comes up to the surface because people are scared. And when people are scared, they get angry. So now we need some compassion also from our leaders. We need them to go in, like for in Norway as well, even though we have free Medicare, right? They've Mm -hmm. been constantly um, cutting from the budgets, you know? So even though we have fabulous hospitals, modernized and everything, and we get help when we are sick, at the same time, during this pandemic, they haven't increased their intensity, uh, uh, intensive capacity for taking in people coming in quickly uh, during these two years of the, of the pandemic. They just left the number of beds the way it was, even cut back on some beds. And that's not what you do in a pandemic. It's very doesn't show up as compassion, if you ask me. It really reveals that underneath everything, there's politics, there's money. Yeah. But yeah, at at the end of the day, and you bring up a really interesting point to me because it makes me think of once again, with Jupiter advancing and the idea of abundance is, do we then make policies that go forth that add to that? Because one of the things that Jupiter is going to do while in Pisces, this is going to make a sextile to Uranus. And it's also going to make a sextile to Mm. uh, Pluto. The Uranus sextile is on February 18th. And then the Pluto Mm sextile will be May 3rd, right before it leaves. But, you know, this is like that water care component coming in with an actual earth component um, and being able to maybe uh, upgrade the, the system mm-hmm. to recognize what has, what's broken there or how we can change it, um, it not in the favor of uh, you know, cutting or limits or the power hungry or squeezing blood from a turnip or whatever, you know, like, and, and being like, no, we want to give more because uh, as a society, we want to, to care for each other and live comfortably in some way. And this is, it could be my pie in the sky, <laughs> you know, I'm mm-hmm. talking, but no, no, no. If I was Franklin, you know, what would <laughs> I talk about? True. Yeah. If you were Franklin, what would you tell the people? Right. What would be a vision, a visionary's message to the world right now? He said, freedom from want, freedom from need. Like he knew that if people aren't happy, my world is weak. Were you just saying that's all made me think freedom from suffering? Yes. Because that is very <laughs> Jupiter in Pisces yeah, yeah. to some extent. So, so we need governments and leaders who are willing to invest in money that keeps people safe. Free medical help. But it's also more than that because it, uh, Pisces deals with natural resources. I don't know if you assign it to oil, for instance, but we all need energy to survive. and. Um, the big wars in the future, you know, the big fights we're going to have is about the natural resources. Every human being needs, a, you know, space to live. It needs to be properly warm there. 
you know, or, you know, we need energy. And then we need uh, help, you know, medical help to like a minimum degree, right? And then we have to take responsibility ourselves, of course. You know, we cannot just outsource that to mama government. We have to grow up and, and take responsibility within that system ourselves. But there is something with the natural resources and the basic primary needs of humanity that I think will come under you know, under like uh, a a stronger focus when Jupiter sextiles Uranus and Taurus, because Taurus deals a lot with the resources on Earth. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes me think of, it's an interesting, I want to use the word aftermath, or maybe I want to use the word solution, because we just went through, you know, 2021, where it's all Saturn Uranus, the tension of Saturn Uranus. Of course, it's going to be mm. playing out in 2022, but not with exact aspects. And here Jupiter's coming around. Okay. Well, what is the solution? Yeah, to yeah, that? Yeah. How mm. do we grow from that? Like we've just been mm. through this. Every, the earth has shaken. We've done this. Well, where do we go from here? What policies mm. do we make? How do we band together uh, to make this, you know, uh, you know, I think when I think of Pisces, I think of Jupiter, both, I think of utopia, I think of ideals and, you know, like what, what, like ideally, what would our, our hearts and our souls want in, in this world? And um, it just, I don't, I feel like there's some sort of solution of some sort coming mm-hmm. uh yeah, I think it. you're going to have a lot of visionaries coming in and voicing their 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 visions, you know. But I was just when you were talking, I was like, oh, dude, Saturn's going to square the nodal axis. Oh. That's right. That's oh. right. And then that's and that's the south node in Scorpio. I'm like, oh, no, we got to deal with this abusive thing once and yeah. for all. Yeah. The abuse, the abuse, the abuse, the it's there's an abusive component on earth i mean that's true it's it's everywhere it's everywhere way we we use our sexuality do we abuse it do we use it you know like the way we use our money the way we use our power the way we've been used by the powers you know there's all this coming in too and i see some good signs now i just saw elon musk tweeted that he would pay his 11 billion (laughs) dollars in tax I'm like, yeah. (laughs) So like, and Warren, Elizabeth Warren has been going out, you know, fighting for this and also Bernie Sanders, you know, working, 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 Robert Reich. All these people have been, you know, standing on the barricades for quite a while now to create a more just system. So I think, you know, when we enter into this Jupiter, you know, bringing in the vision and then Saturn squaring the nodal axis, revealing what's the real problem here. Mm -hmm. We're going to have like, (laughs) (laughs) what's the underlying thing? We want to know. Um, and coincidentally or not, uh, Pluto is back on the United States, Pluto as well. So you that have your true. first Pluto return. And even though I live in Norway, we are part of the old Roman Empire in a way. So we're in, you know, it's, it's a similar culture. Mm-hmm. You know, we, get, we live, it's like we live in this little part of the world and we're still a little, oh, me, me, me in it. Mm-hmm. So we tend to forget a lot of the others in that me, 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 it's us. We're the ruling supernations, 
you know? So this Mimi attitude, yeah. Well, we know now that, you know, they don't get vaccines in the third world countries, for instance, and it's politics that's behind it. Mm-hmm. If you had compassion and altruism, oh, come on, cough up. Let's just do it. <laughs> Want to get rid of this thing? You should send vaccine south. Right. Which is so interesting because we're all taught, we're, ta- we're talking about all this Jupiter and Pisces energy within basically a concentrated five month time span. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's interesting. Because, you know, there, it, it's like, rapid, rapid speed through Pisces until May 10th when it goes into Aries. And then it's going to come back, uh, at the end of October, October 28th through actually the solstice on December 20th of 2022, when it moves out of Pisces for good, which also made me think, so like, it does have this rapid, like push through Pisces, Mm-hmm. But first, but we are actually getting three tastes of Pisces, yeah, I know. you know, like so there's something about that too. Like, we, yeah. <laughs> um, and what that means of like having Pisces energy kind of bookend Aquarius and Aries, mm-hmm. um, and the starting energies that come through that and the independent mm-hmm. quality that comes through Aries. And I don't know, it's just, um, it's a very it's, good point. Is it because it's like, so we're dipping our toes into this, we're dipping our toes into that. Jupiter in Aries is just a new beginning. It's like a new chapter, like zing, now we're yep. doing it. It's like we're moving forward. So I think, you know, that's going to be the, uh, the um, a real positive influence when Jupiter gets into Aries, even though he can be quarrelsome and very convinced when he's in Aries. At the same time, there's no time for discussion so we're just going to do it so yeah yeah we just do it that's jupiter and aries yeah come on just do it don't nothing you know just do it so it can give us a lot of courage and yeah and strength and and guts and And it's the new beginning i think that we're all like waiting for and so that's another interesting component with this jupiter and pisces and this concentrated you know five plus month uh energy of it and it's like what needs to wrap up what do we need to make, you know, make a care package of what do we have to let go of? Like you were saying earlier in, or, in order to advance and move into uh, the stage that is to come. And so it's, it's, a, it's timely, it's, you know, it's purposeful uh, and it's setting us up for the thing that we're all trying to get to. It's like, when do we have mm. the, the beginning? When does this end? People, when does it end? Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta be a little patient, you know, like we yeah. still have that Saturn in, in Aquarius exactly. and George, George Orwell, he was born with Saturn in Aquarius. And I never get tired of, of talking about that because George Orwell wrote this famous book called 1984. Mm. And a lot of people has been, you know, like deep into this, I see it mentioned here and there and, you know, like it's a, and there we go. Eight degrees. Capricorn, no, uh, Aquarius, yeah, and also Jupiter. Uh, he's also Jupiter in Pisces, so he's got the combination of what we are now looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should just, you know, have you read the book? I, you know, I know the premise. I got the Cliff's notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read the short version. <laughs> I scrolled through on my feed. I got it real quick. <laughs> yes. 
got it. Now he also wrote another book called Animal Farm. Yeah, I read that. I read Animal Farm. And that's a cool one. Yeah, yeah. it's like some animals are more equal than other animals, you know, like that kind of uh, vibe to it. So, you know, he he was... um, he was uh, he was uh, he cared a lot for freedom and he, he, he during his time working for i think it was the british uh, navy or something he he got severely disillusioned it's like mm. I, I what huh you know that kind of thing and i think it also inspired some of his writing when it came to in 1984 you know um how we micromanage each other each other and it's like you know big brother sees you and the surveillance that we're now everybody's under because of these mm-hmm. so we're gonna have that discussion happening we've had a lot of it happening with facebook the last year oh facebook what did you now do you know and and then coming out and like we didn't do anything <laughs> are you sure I say <laughs> no, <laughs> and that's a little bit like Saturn in in Aquarius, but it's also oh, all these restrictions and rules, and you know, Corona passes and whatnot, whatnot. You know, all the time, this kind of like we are now living under much harsher rules than we're used to. Some of our freedoms have been taken yeah. away from us. And uh, that's really dawning on us right now. And some of it, you know, like George Orwell, he was disillusioned. That's also part of Pisces archetype to have, uh, you know, there's nothing worse than being disillusioned. But I thought, I thought this was true love. I thought this was like this and that, you know, you had an expectation of something. And then you realize that's not what it was. So this could be like a, a pretty intense crash with reality to many degrees if you cling on to fantasies or uh, wishful thinking or have, you know, a tendency to be too, uh, go crazy with your expectations. Mm. Yes, that's what it. Comes, <laughs> yeah, Jupiter the is disappointment like, what comes up, of, must come down. Yeah, the disappointment mm. of expectation. That's always, a, that's always a fun one. It can be a little bipolar or excessive, you know, like that, you know, the Saturn-Jupiter aspect in itself is a little bit bipolar because you, then you have a manic episode, you know, it's mm-hmm. like where everything is ecstatic and yeah, I can do anything. I can climb Mount Everest, you know, and then you wake up and you smell the coffee the day after with Saturn. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah, it's, I think it's, yeah, it, it just requires a lot of consciousness on our end. Oh, that's a beautiful one. The new moon there. Yeah. So that, so it makes me think, cause what, this is one of the highlights I think of Jupiter, uh, in Pisces is, oh, where did it go? It disappeared. Um, is that mm. new moon, um, mm-hmm. At 12 degrees of Pisces, right there with Jupiter on uh, March 2nd. Um, and one of the things that comes to mind, Sol, what, that I don't think we've actually addressed is, and when we were talking about things like going through just this, uh, so many emotions and the grief of the pandemic and, and going through Hmm. loss and all that. And one of the things, you know, as, as an artist or, and a musician is one of the things Hmm. that's a driving force to creativity 
are things such as, as loss or discontent or disappointment or heartbreak or, you know, just those types of things. And it, and, and it makes me wonder what is in store creatively, artistically, musically, you know, visually film, you know, just Mm -hmm. poetry, all these things. Yeah. 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 I thought of that because I knew both you and I share a a deep love for music Mm -hmm. and uh, I knew that you were, you've been thinking of that Jupiter, like a pure inspiration thing. (laughs) (laughs) Transport me Jupiter. I want to be inspired. Yes. So it's good. It's good. It's good. I think you're going to be super inspired. It's just going to inform you with, um, you know, uh, it can definitely give that kind of ease with going into inspiration. And and I don't know, did you read Eric Meyer's Beatles book? Mm-mm. He wrote an excellent, you should get it. It's definitely uh, because he goes through all the albums of Beatles and mm-hmm. he just adds the charts to it. And there was some ecstatic moment. Yeah, it's very interesting. That sounds, that if sounds into fun. Art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is very interesting. You know, there was a lot of things I knew when I never knew about it. You know, like, yeah, that's so, wow. He's sort of going so deep into it. He also moves into the spheres of collective consciousness and stuff like that. And where we pick up information. So we talk a lot about that, you know, these higher realms, the states of inspiration where are we when we are channeling Mm -hmm. that's the creative flow and I agree with you I think for people who are mystics or musicians or painters or artists or healers or nurses or whatever you know we're just going to get access to a lot of new um, healing energy in that regard it makes me think of like what I'm probably going to butcher the quote, but like what Keith Richards said is like every song in the universe has already been created. Like basically mm, yeah, I'm like, I'm like a radio mm, that, mm, you know, has mm. an antenna that picks up on it. And it's like that radio signal is going to get really tuned in to mm. all the potential patterns and combinations and, you know, sequences of energies that can create the event or the visual or the sound, et cetera. And so if you, you know, like, that take, take a sabbatical, take time out, give yourself Mm. the space to foster creativity. Because I think especially around (laughs) sit in the sun, get in the water, right? Get into the ocean, Mm. like (laughs) soul wants to be there right now. I'm sure it's all cold cold where you are right now. It's dark. It's so dark. Yeah. Yeah, you need that life-giving sun. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's cold, <laughs> cold, dark, and depressed. We just entered into a new quarter. Like, everything's restricted and closed down. And yeah. People are, it's like a, a minor depression that's creeping across the nation. So Yeah. Which, is, I mean, it is winter, too. So there is something to be said about this. Just be, If there is a time for this, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, many of us are just over it. So there is that as well. It's like, maybe if this was the first time around, it's like, okay, I can take advantage of this, you know, going within. But it's like, I can not. <laughs> I can't. Let me out. Um, <laughs> you know, let me free. But the th- yeah, the thing is travel. I want to travel. I just got that urge now. I haven't had it for so, so long. But I keep... I, I bought myself a book for Christmas, uh, 1Q84. It's a Japanese book. It's amazing. Mm. And it made me, it transported me to Japan. 
And I'm like, oh, dear Lord, I'm traveling, you know, so I'm basically traveling by, by reading this book. And there it's different go. than seeing a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the same experience with Shantaram when I read, uh, read that one. It's like, oh, suddenly I'm in India, New Delhi, and eat, eat, uh, I heard cars and people. And, you know, that's also a way to access the Pisces realm by going into books and, and, and reading a little bit and, you know, having a, a more present connection with art just instead of just seeing the movie right exactly because i mean to me what that does is it it give it feeds your personal imagination because when we mm-hmm. see a yeah. movie we're mm-hmm. seeing someone else's vision of something but when you read a yeah. book you are this is what you see this is your own creative you know, flourishing that is, that is happening. And it's very personalized and everybody is going to read a book and everybody's going to see it completely different. And that's the difference between the Mm -hmm. word and, and, you know, like a film and an adaptation of something. And so, um, yeah. And I also think it's good concentration training for us moving into a very mutable, Mm. you know, and we're in a very hectic, tense state collectively. Just concentrate on the pages on a, don't pick this one up. Don't pick it up. Don't pick it up. Leave it far, far away. You know? Throw your Read. phone in the ocean. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or pay. I took up painting, the just uh, like oil painting. And the connection I get with painting and the peace and the quietude and everything just calms down when I do it. It feels so good. So I think maybe Jupiter in Pisces is going to guide us into what feels good for us. This feels good. This is a good feeling. We have to ask our feelings more. It, does mm. this feel good? Doesn't we just tend to just like um, it's like watching a horror movie? Does it feel good? No, not particularly. It feels horrible. <laughs> Why do you do it? Why do you do it? It's like I talked to a friend the other day, and he said, "You know, when I was a kid, I saw these horror movies, and it traumatized me for life." I. I'm that kid. I saw vampire bats when I was like five. You're not the only one. And it ruined me. Yeah. (laughs) He'd seen something called The Ring. It's a terrible movie that shouldn't be released on earth. It's like there's, it just scares people's half to death. It's like me. I saw some omen or whatever. I'm like, (gasps) or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. That was my, uh, it came in your dreams. Yes. The one place you're ah. safe. No, I mean, you yeah, yeah, safe yeah, yeah. when you're sleeping. Oh, dear Lord. So all these kinds of things, you know, like what you inform your brain with and how you, you create a, a, an oasis and a garden and a retreat place inside of you, I think would be, you know, very much because it feels good. It makes you feel good. You know, it just feels healthy. Right now we're being inspired to move towards health. What makes yeah. you feel strong and healthy and good? How do we get back to innocence after this? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. It, you know, COVID aims straight at the heart of humanity. And in your heart lies innocence and purity and believe in love. You know, it, this can uh, discourage us a lot, right? It's like, oh, I don't believe in anything anymore. Everything is screwed, right? Yeah. But how do we get back to innocence to that point when you were, you know, the heart carries uh, memories when you were five. When you were five and you saw something amazing in nature and you just go, oh, wow, you know, like this. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that tree. I want to climb it. You know, that's uh, innocence. It's joy. It's play. It's being in, 
it, you know, in, in God's nature in a way. It's just being embedded by ma- magic and mystery. And we need that so much. It's we so do. It's Jupiter, so healthy. bring it. Yes. <laughs> bring it back. I love um, that though. The idea of it, you utilizing your feelings to inform you of um, where you need, where you need to grow, where you need to move forward. Cause mm, I know Jupiter exactly, is always yeah. trying to move us forward. Um, and forward can be painful as you've brought up before, you know, like if we have to leave something behind, et cetera, but just getting out of the overthinking that maybe Jupiter and Aquarius had and getting into mm-hmm. the heart connection. That's like, well, what is my mm. heart saying? What does my body feel? What are my emotions telling me? Um, and not, and not to ignore them, like take them in, let them sit, maybe not be reactive to them right away. I mean, that's a beauty of water signs and in internal energies. It can slow, it slows down. It doesn't have to move as rapid. Mm. So, you know, give it a second, but honor what's coming in and honor what the heart has to say. And then just set your compass to what that trajectory is. And, you know, cause we think about, we think about Pisces and we think about, and Jupiter even too. And we think about dreams, you know, what are you dreaming for? What are you hoping for? What are you wishing for? Are you aligned with it? Are you taking actions to it? Are you scared of it? Does it intimidate mm, you, mm, you know? Yeah, and no, and I, feel, <laughs> I feel like there is like real, especially around this, uh, this new moon in early March and then going on to the Jupiter Neptune conjunction uh, in mm-hmm. April, we are all up against our dreams to some extent. You know, are you, are you ready to move towards them? Or are they the same mm. that they were before? Do you have mm. new dreams? You know, mm. like, yes. this is a question. Yes, yes, yes. Great point. Great point. I, I so agree with you. This has been on my mind a lot lately, maybe it's because the dip into Pisces made me um, uh, kind of regroup a little bit when it came to my long-term goals in life. Not that I'm completely fixed in on it, but I really have taken a year out to see where my heart goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, of course, returned a lot to art. You know, mm-hmm. I can't help it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> You love what you love, right? You know, that's a very individual thing. You know, what you love is just what you love. You can't question it and you can't push it. You can't deny it. That's That's two things you can't do with love. And, you know, and it's it's also, you know, uh, brought me to understand that, you know, life is so short and meaning is so important. So how we spend our time, you know, are we doing stuff that's meaningful? I mean, is that a luxury problem? Mm. Are we just being privileged? Like we could have these philosophical questions in our minds and, and, oh, dear Lord, I don't know, what should I take up today? Painting or writing, you know, never mind the bills. But <laughs> we have to, <laughs> but Still, you know, dreams and playing and all those things that comes from childhood when you're free to just enjoy life, hobbies. You know, it doesn't have to be an all-consuming career move. It can just be like you bringing in more meaningful activities in your own life because it's healthy. Um, You might say Pisces also correlates to the immune system. You know, it's your immune system. It has something, it, there is a, I call it the psychic immune system. 
Mm. Where you, where, where do I, where, where's the end of me and where's the beginning of you and how do we get entangled into each other? Mm. Right? That, that would be a very Piscean sea. Yeah. Yeah. So with this whole, uh, you know, since the world now is collectively having a flu, uh, we are also being reminded that our immune system, we can do a lot for. And we should. We can't wait until it's too late. We have to prepare every day. I am responsible for my body. I'm responsible for my heart. I'm responsible for where I put my body and where I put my heart. Mm -hmm. Right? So where do I want to put it? Somewhere that weakens me or somewhere that strengthens me? Because I came out of uh, uh, a festival, a music festival in 2019 when we saw Amazonas, it was burning. And the first thing that struck me is that, all right, humanity is getting fatigued. Mm. We are having a fatigue syndrome. You know, it's too much of everything. It's just too, too much. And then we were slammed with another set of fires in Australia and it broke my heart. It broke people's hearts. It's like, where are we going? It's happening to us. So I have to be wise enough to take myself out of those situations that weakens me and stresses me because my immune system will be low and available for invasion when I'm feeling either like I want to give up or quit. Mm. Fuck, screw this, you know? Mm-hmm. Or I'm actually overworked overstressed, worried too much of the time, you know, and that's the condition people are being kept in because they don't get enough money. They don't have enough pay. They don't know how to solve their own financial problems because God forbid society is not making it easy on you because they're hoarding money from people through, for instance, medical, you know, uh, help. Or it's just like we just had a big discussion about electricity in our country because the prices were just like, and who earns money on that? Well, it's the government. Mm. Yeah. Mm, It's like an extra tax. And we already pay a lot of tax, you see. So it can make a lot of single mothers or people with low income or older people sit home and wonder what the hell to do. And it's putting stress on a society that is trying to heal its people. Mm-hmm. There is no holistic thought in that, you know? This is what I wish the politicians could see. The way we run our society is not holistically healthy. We don't take into consideration what, it, what does it mean to have a healthy individual. Once they do that, that's when it can change. Then we don't need as many hospitals or whatever. You keep your village happy, you don't have any patients. It's a good motto from a Chinese, you know, wise man. (laughs) The only problem is when all your profits is from the patients. Yeah, but that's the problem. And and that's that's the systemic problem. Um, (sighs) And more of what Saturn and Aquarius has to work on too, you know, like Mm. you pointed out earlier, Saturn and Aquarius are not over yet. You know, like Saturn Mm. moving through these lines (laughs) is still still a reality here. So there there is that. Mm, 2023 and Pluto is finishing up these last degrees of the Constitution of the United States, which is a karmic piece of paper. 
that has a lot of uh, influence on on the collective energy, right? Yeah, that's true. So, mm-hmm. Well, so. so one thing we haven't really talked about, and which is one of the biggest mm. things there, is the, we is have the Jupiter, more. Jupiter Neptune <laughs> conjunction. Oh, dear Lord, um, there's more. I know, right? Uh, but you know, <laughs> when you were speaking there, it made me think because one of the because the Jupiter Neptune conjunction. Um, I mean, obviously there's, it's roughly Mm -hmm. every 12 years or so there is just because Jupiter rolls around, but having in Pisces, it only happens every 166 years. And Mm -hmm. so the last times we've had, it was in 1856, um, which coincided with the spiritualist movement, but also Mm -hmm. coincided with, uh, movements from, um, actually women stepping up actually in the spiritualist mm-hmm, movement mm-hmm, that we're talking about rights for, um, people that were underprivileged or in, and underdogs of sorts. So there is this sort of energy that can come up with Jupiter and Pisces that kind of, um, advocates for the downtrodden or people that don't have as much. And some of the things that mm-hmm. you were talking about mm-hmm. really came forward to me. Um, so that was the last time 1690, you know, pull it back. Think about what happened then. Fifteen twenty four for y'all that want to go right way back and uh, investigate a little bit more. But um, I mean, what do you what do you think, Soul? About is I know you had some um, maybe not just even about Pisces, but this conjunction as yeah, know, the, in general. The, you know, yeah, yeah. Let me just go back. I think my screen will go off because I have word open on another place here. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. It is a challenging conjunction. On the one hand, you can have like, what's the guy's name? There's a Washington. He was born around 1956. His name was Booker T. Washington. Now, I have to admit, I don't know so much about him. But Booker T. Washington, uh, he was born to slavery and he... um, he kind of uh, set himself free and became a leader for education and educational rights within the black communities. So there you saw a guy who rose to charismatic leadership that is part of the potential with this one. Uh, like it's, it's like almost papal, if you ask me. You know, mm. John Paul II had it, not in Pisces, though, but, you know, he had the conjunction between these two. On the other hand, you have Sylvia Plath, for instance, she also had the Jupiter Neptune conjunction and she killed herself quite early because, you know, the madness, the, the, the yeah, couldn't control. Too much. It, it's just too much. You just, there's like, can't control the psychic realm and you're being flooded by negative and, and fearful thoughts. So you can have every kind of, you know, uh, from the whole spectrum there. Yeah, she has it in in in, in Virgo. So it's yeah. opposite. And Jupiter's but, detriment there. So a little, a little yeah, too much, yeah. there. a little too real, a little too real yeah. for her. <laughs> yeah, like an overexpanded neurotic energy that came through like hyper hypersensitivity in a way so the reason i brought in plath was that you know she's a perfect example for someone who has an incredibly hypersensitivity to themselves so people who are already struggling with hypersensitivity should definitely just be mindful of that when when this particular conjunction happens Uh, but on the other hand you know it's that visionary leadership those um 
you know, having that kind of, you like Franklin D. Roosevelt, you know, visions for the future, vision given to the people, you know, that kind of, that kind of inspiring hope then, right? So, I, you know, there's pros and cons with this one as well. Um, you know, it depends on how you channel it, I guess. Mm. Well, and channel it you will. That's the... <laughs> Well, channel it, you must. Channel it, you you must. And um, yeah, so... We're going to see some interesting weather at that time, probably. I think you're absolutely right about that. Uh, we're probably yeah. going to have... I feel like we're going to have a pretty wet spring um, that is going to happen. We're, I mean, we're already having a, a wet winter, it seems oh, like, in but many isn't that very, parts. That's good, that's good for your part of, you know, California, right? It, it, it is. It's a blessing and a curse to some extent yeah. because it's like, you know... Yeah, a little bit of rain consistently would be great. Big deluges of rain, you know, yeah. in spurts, create flooding, <laughs> mudslides. Yeah, I know. Traffic yeah, issues. Yeah. Ooh, dear and Lord, so yeah. it's it's like, yeah, you you know, you'll want it, but when you get it, it can be too much. I mean, that feels like mm. Jupiter and Pisces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. Definitely. You know, I said one portion. <laughs> yeah, you got you get the whole tail here. You know, my eyes were bigger yeah. than my stomach. Can't mm. can't consume it all. Oh, um. dear Lord. And I think a lot of people is gonna fall in love at that time. You know, it might open the hearts quite abruptly. It's like yeah. You or, know, you I, know, and that could be all types of all types of love that could be rekindling of love that could be mm-hmm. where that could be reconciliation when we talk about mm-hmm. earlier forgiveness. About, yes, forgiveness. forgiveness. Another great Pisces word mm-hmm. um where you talked about earlier about the rifts and the division between people and people that uh, are close by nature you know familial mm-hmm. lovers etc and so mm-hmm. is this is this an olive branch is this a i'm willing to step into your shoes or see things from a different um i don't know like have that compassion in the heart or just it has a bonding it has like a magnetic quality that comes together because Pisces just wants to merge it just wants to fuse it doesn't know where you end and another begins which can be a problem too when we talk oh, about yeah, codependency boundaries. addiction boundaries. you know things along those lines but if there's already been intense boundaries mm-hmm. you know this is that opening that could yeah. take place but I'm but, sorry, there's a but. but, give the but. <laughs> there's always a but, Saul. Yeah, there's always a that. but. It's like 22, 23, 22 degrees. You know, the nodal axis is at 22 degrees, 53. Exactly. And it's like perfect square between Saturn in Aquarius. It is. And, uh, I'm like, oof, I don't want to go into that energy. But listen, the, and then you have Jupiter and Neptune going into 23 there as well. So definitely, if you have sensitive chart points around 23 degrees, 22 degrees, you're going to feel this one for sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like on, on the one end of the spectrum, it's, it's I, again, I get this feeling of a little bipolar energy. On the one end of the spectrum, you have this incredible vista to the sky and the higher consciousness with Jupiter and Neptune and the love and the ecstasy and all the yummy that comes with it the potentials and then you have saturn going well darling here's your coffee you know 
just checking in on reality. Yeah. It makes me think of two scenarios. One, like the high scenario, it's like, okay, well, I'm in touch with my dream. I'm in touch with my vision. I realize it's going to take hard work and I'm at a point where it's destined that I take on that responsibility. Mm -hmm. Or there can also be the, I don't want to look at the reality that's placed before me. So I'm going to live in this delusional world that suits my own beliefs and my own, uh, you know, uh, opinions or emotions. And I'm going, I'm going to stick with that and, and pretend that the hard things don't exist until they get so rock in a hard place that, you know, you're going to, you're not going to be able to see them. So it's like, we talk about that all the time in astrology. We talk about polarity and shadow and, mm-hmm. and the different manifestations mm-hmm. there. And so it's absolutely a re- reality, but you know, when it comes to the dream, uh, when it comes to manifesting, you're always going to need Saturn. You're always going to need the plan. You're always going to have mm-hmm. to stick with the, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the steps than the endurance of it. (laughs) And integrity is your most important resource. It what brings earth forward at this point is that people take up their own inner leadership and they take leader, they take responsibility for their own lives in a much more conscious way. Like, like almost going in and giving yourself a wow, you know, a a a wow, a wow. Yeah. Like when you, you promise yourself something. Mm -hmm. I I promise I will do my best. You know, I promise to support you for thick and thin. I promise to, I I promise to, you know, do the right thing. That's what Saturn wants you to do. do Oh, are are we talking about a vow? Are we talking about a a vow? I'm like, I like the wow. I'm going to make a wow to myself. (laughs) That sounds way... Prefer that one. one. You thought about that for a long time before you got... Ah! I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. I got a wow from the vow. Um. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, I think, I think, you know, um, I had a vision at the onset of COVID where I saw a group of people and they had this crown chakra that was opening. Mm. And I heard the words, ladies and gentlemen, and ladies and gentlemen for me is like, um, up, you know, a little bit up there, you know, like it's, it's more like a, is more elevated, a higher echelon, like ladies and gentlemen. Virtues, virtues, you know, you're virtuous. Yeah, it's like you have virtues in your life. And then I saw this, I I got this this input in my mind where I saw, okay, so when the crown chakra is open, you don't have to tell people what's right and wrong. They will correct their own behavior. They will say, I'm sorry, dude, if I hurt you. I'm sorry, this, I'm sorry, that. So this can be a time for saying sorry and to forgive each other. Yeah, it's your Saturn own realization. Yeah, yeah, I'm just coming in and saying, oh dear Lord, what did I do? What have I done? The consequences of my own actions. Mm. And then and with a compassionate heart of, of, and you can only see the truth if you're compassionate. Otherwise you will go into judgmental form and you will hate yourself for being so-and-so. So consciousness without compassion is, devastating people drive themselves crazy with that they start hating themselves that's not a good way to 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 heal we all know that but if you have compassion and then you can look into your own eyes and say oh dear lord did i do that i did it oh you know you can come out and you can say i'm so sorry for not yeah i'm sorry right so I think that that could be the, the, the beautiful expression of these two coming together. I we feel are, like there's yeah. going to be an uptick in Buddhist literature. <laughs> <laughs> <It's gonna> be, 
<laughs> it's like got to be on the top selling charts where we can talk about loving kindness uh, yeah. and, and well, the discipline of hurt. loving kindness. I know. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do we got to lose? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> I, I do love mm. that though. Yeah. So now if you just want to look back, if you want to jot down these years to connect with what Jupiter and Pisces means for you or your loved ones or your family history or what have you. Um, the last time we had Jupiter and Pisces was 2010, uh, 1998, 1986, 1974, 1962, 1950, 51, 1938, 39. It makes me think of Wizard of Oz came out then. Uh, 1927 and 1915, basically in the 20th century there. So if you want to do a little research or just reflect on your own periods, if you've experienced them or have lived long enough, I mean, obviously there's probably no listeners that have have some 1915 on us, but you know, (laughs) you can think about historically what happened there um, and, and do a little research. Um, do you have any, any, anything that comes to mind? So any of those years or is it all? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about 1927, for instance, you know, that was a dark period in, in humanity. I think I will go back a little bit and study what happened in 1927. Yeah. Actually, that got me curious. Um, so that was the thing that sprung out, I think, the most. I'm born in 1974, but I'm born with Jupiter and Aquarius. It, it ingressed into... Um, Pisces a little later, a little later. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but then it squared Neptune and it was also uh, squaring the nodal axis by then. So 1974 is a good study year. You know, there's a, a large chunk of people born in 1974 would have that. Like, for instance, uh, one of the guys that comes to mind is Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. He's like, and now he is out with his new movie, Look Up. So Leonardo is uh, also would probably be extremely interesting to just observe today. Um, I know for a fact that our crown princess, Martha Louise, is uh, engaged to this uh, Californian shaman called Shaman Durek. Mm. Heard of him? She, mm. They're both Jupiter-Neptune individuals. Martha started this healing school for angels and channeling and sensitivity and, and stuff. So she's been quite different from a lot of other royals in that Yeah, it sounds, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was a big uproar and she was married to this very... Uh, beautifully sensitive soul who was an author and they had three kids and then he's, I mean, she's just been around so much and she's been so important we've been following her and her development for years and people have been criticizing you know she's gone mad and <laughs> I'm like oh. interesting you know she's talking with angels and doing all this healing work and you know I'm not judging you know I come from a from a scientific point of view, I'm an astrologer, so I, I can be a little skeptical to certain things from that part, like, oh, yeah, I found a feather in your wallet and now there's an angel in your hood. So we all had a good laugh from that one, but um, that's the cynical attitude, right? The, yeah. You know, hey, that's the rationale of air. But that's the that's there's different. That's the difference, and that's the um, thing. They're both they both have their place. You know, that's the thing. And it's mm, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, Always yeah. questioning what's real, right? We're always questioning what, <laughs> what back again, what to have faith in, what we believe. Um, but this shaman Durek is born in 1974. She's born mm-hmm. in 1971 when there was an opposition between Jupiter and Neptune. Mm. 
that's also a date that can be interesting, you know, like dates to, to, to look at. I think it's 1971. Yes, it is. So that's when Jupiter and Neptune were in opposition from Sagittarius to Gemini. Wow. Conjunction? I can't remember. Was it a conjunction? I think it's a conjunction, actually. Uh, yeah, it might, it might have been. Sit yeah. somewhere in there. Somewhere yeah. in there. <laughs> Thing um, is, yeah, it, yeah, it would be a conjunction. Jupiter would be in Sagittarius as well, or in Scorpio. That's true. I remember now. Thing is, it's Saturn on the other end. Saturn is in Gemini in her chart, and that's the one opposing the Neptune thing. So she has that Saturn, Neptune, Jupiter op- opposition in her chart. And she's together with the shaman now, the shaman Durek, who has the square on his nodal axis. So these are very Jupiter-Neptune kind of people, right? They're like, they're into channeling and healing and never mind the scientific aspect of it, we'll go more into the devotional aspects of it. So, um, yeah, but Saturn squaring the nodal axis is not gonna allow us to just toss our mind away. Yeah, this is so interesting. This is around her time, 15th of September. She's born around in September. She also had Mars on the North Node. That's a very interesting generation that one generation when they had Mars retrograde on the North Node. And then they have this Neptune. You can see Neptune, Jupiter at zero degrees. They're opposing Saturn in, a, in, uh, in Gemini. What it makes so me think of like this, that this nodal, um, position and in the Mars and this time period being caught in uh, the Saturn Uranus square that's going on now too. Mm. And Uranus Mm. being at the bending of the nodes for people that were born around then she fits into that. Yeah. Um, So some of these people might come into a bigger focus, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio as well. He's a 74, you know, people with that uh, conjunction opposition, uh, square in their own charts might just finally come out and be some sort of visual, visionary, mystic, hope healer for Earth as Jupiter progress. Well, I have that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. And um, I'm sure, I mean, he's already very politically engaged, Leonardo DiCaprio, so... yeah. We'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we will. There. Um, and, and really, if you have Jupiter, you know, if you're out there and you have Jupiter and Neptune in conjunction in your chart, um, I noticed that a lot with the Saturn Pluto conjunction, um, and even the the Jupiter Saturn conjunction. How either people would rise to prominence that would have that aspect in their chart in in the public eye, or just people mm-hmm. that I knew in my own life or clients that were going through major life switches or changes or realizations or what have you, because that grand conjunction that they were born with was being activated once again in the skies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so exactly um, transit by resonance doesn't have to happen like, directly. Yeah. yeah. I like that transit by resonance. I love that. I, yes, <laughs> I can, I can see when that has applied many times in, in my oh, life. Dear Lord, yeah. It's yeah. very, very active. These are the things that uh, we don't, get to know about when we just read about transits. It's just that you, when you have these correlating aspects forming in the sky and it doesn't have to be in the same sign by the same degree or nothing, that energy is activated. So it doof, activates your energy inside. Yeah. Yeah. Like every time Mars squares Saturn, I'm like, <clears throat> not again, not again. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> well, so, you yeah. know, so Jupiter and Pisces, if you had a few key words, like really I always ask, I'm like, give one word. It's hard to give one word with Jupiter. So I'm not going to put that pressure on you, but um, any like key adjectives to take away mm-hmm. from this transit? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's pr- probably a little cheesy, but uh, <laughs> truth shall set you free. <laughs> not like that, but there is safety in truth. Hmm. It's illusions that kills us. But when we know the truth, we are free. And that's making us feel safe. It's something that happens in your life when you find not the preferred truth, not the idealized truth, not the hopeful truths, but the truth. You can just lean back and you know that you can just trust the flow that goes through your life. One things lead to another, right? So you can just be in a more receptive mode when it comes to being on earth in general, not push it too hard, not struggle so much, just let it flow more. Let it go, let it flow. And Mm -hmm. it makes me, it makes me think when you say that, it's like, because who knows the truth, the heart, that's, Mm. that is always a central point. Like when you, if you're, if you're honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're honest with yourself and you're tapped into you your know. heart space, you know. You like know. even if it you don't you want know. to know, you know. You know well, you don't want it. A lot of the time, you want to eat what's unhealthy for you. But you know, better. that's weird. Why do you want to <laughs> do that? <laughs> like a stick or be stuck in toxic relationships, or but the truth would tell you then to not do that. Don't do that. Have faith. Get out of it. Stop. And you will feel so much better. Like your life is getting back on track again. I it's not as easy as that. Of course, I'm I, of course, fine, I but, know. You know. Yeah, <laughs> if only it were. Um, but I also love the idea of the flow. Because sometimes people think in order to advance in life or mm. grow, you have to fight for something or you have to... You know, you have to stand up, but Pisces isn't about that. It has to be hard. It, yeah. It, it Pisces, like water and Pisces is like, it's almost like you get in where you intuitively feel you fit in and then you coast. There's a, there's a coasting mm. and there's a dependency that comes with it too, because water needs others. It, it, in order to yeah. have the agenda move forward, there's going to be this dependency upon mm. the people in our lives and the people in the world that is part of that. Um, so. If I would just, you know, like extract or make an essence out of it, I would say cooperate with life. It's mm. cooperation with life. So you listen to life. What is life requiring from you at this moment, this moment, this moment, and you're as honest as you can, but you cooperate with life and life cooperates back with you. That's flow. That is flow. Yeah, that means you go to the toilet when you have to go. <laughs> Don't hold it in. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> And don't, don't push, push it harder than it has to be. And don't push it. Yeah, love right. yourself enough. Oh, I love it. So that's the, if there's any way, way to end a talk on Jupiter and Pisces, it's, you know, it's like, relieve yourself when necessary. 
All right. So where can people find you? What do you got going on? You have anything upcoming you want to share? Yeah, I do. Actually, I have a class on individuation, you know, evolutionary astrology. We work on the individuating, you know, we have consensus individuating spiritual levels of energy. It's like an understanding of the full spectrum of the archetypes. So I'm going to give a class on individuation. That's, you know, individuation through the science. It's the third of January. Oh, perfect. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, the thing is that uh, I thought with, you know, Saturn Uranus square going on so strong, I think, you know, a lot of us are going through this phase where we really have to go in and check with ourselves, you know, like what, you know, like find some authority on the inner side. And that would be uh, individuating. Trust your own instincts, trust your own intuition, trust your own guidance in life. Um, so it's a Uranian, Uranus kind of vibe to it, you know, when people really dare to just break free from something. So that's the class I'm giving and it's online, it's on the web and you can find the intel on that on my home uh, uh, page, which is solvit.com. And other than that, I'm to be found at Polaris Astrology uh, on Instagram and on Facebook, both Polaris Astrology. So yeah, that's where you find me. And you're definitely going to want to check Soul out because she always has it. I love your, your inspired writing where you just come (laughs) up with something and I'm just like, because, you know, and maybe it's the Aquarius, some of the Aquarius nature that you have, but it's always, it's a different take. It's just a different take. And it's a different way of looking at something. So I get that a lot, actually. So that's cool. well, I'm like, yes, <laughs> that, that is your gift, my friend. That is one of your gifts. Um, all right. Well, you can find me over at energeticprinciples.com. And of course, I will share soul's information there as well. And in the description where you listen to this podcast so that you can connect with her uh, beyond this podcast. Um, you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Energetic Principles. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to sign up for my monthly newsletter, The Heavenly Wind, you can do so uh, in the description of this podcast or on my website as well. And I think I'll have January up here soon. Uh, so tune into that. And uh, yeah, there's, it, it's, been a, it's been a wild one. It's been a wild one, Sol. <laughs> you know, finishing out 2021. It's been yeah. hell of a year. Yeah, yeah. Hell of a year. Yeah, it's been strange and wild, but yeah, it's all changing and shifting all the time. And right now we're looking at some changes. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, Mm. all right, everyone. Well, thank you for tuning in to us and listening to us gab about Jupiter and Pisces uh, (laughs) for this time period. Of course, it's going to be long. It's Jupiter. You know, you got to got to share it all. Yeah, we had to exaggerate. <laughs> we had to exaggerate. We just yes. thought we had to. <laughs> yes. Mm. So in Pisces, you know, Pisces likes to share. So, you know, spread spread the word, spread the good Jupiter Sharing word. is caring. Yeah. Sharing is caring. So, mm. all right, Sol, it's always <laughs> a pleasure to talk to you. I hope to see you again on this program. Um, and yeah, thank you. Mm, thank you. All right, everyone. Good luck. Happy Jupiter and Pisces. We'll see you out there. We'll see you in the new year. And as always, may the stars be with you. Mm